and good evening. It is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. And, uh, well, we finished uh, season one of Hawkeye from Disney Plus in the Marvel Cinematic Universe some time ago. But, you know, hey, it was a busy Christmas season. So we're just getting to it here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. I'm Dave Mater, joined with my brother, Jeff Mater. Uh, we're going to, uh, we, we've been covering all the MCU starting in 2021. Uh, with WandaVision, and so we're about a year later here. Uh, as as we are, you know, we finish up the 2021 releases, Hawkeye being the newest one uh, that came out. Uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, all six episodes of that series, but kind of in a holistic way. This is kind of a review, what we thought of it, how we think it fits in. Um, and uh, we, we 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 think Jamil Robinson will also be joining us, uh, you know, when when, when he can, uh, but uh, you know. Jeff, um, you weren't watching this week to week. You were, uh, you were, you kind of binged this over the break, the holidays. Um, so, and it is a holiday theme, a Christmas themed MCU, and a, a Christmas themed Marvel property. So, we're gonna break this down. But uh, what you like about it? What you didn't you like about it? Um, yeah, we binged it. Uh, you know, I think on Boxing Day or like the day after Boxing Day. Um, okay, a few things I liked about it. Um. I like Jeremy Renner. I like him in this character. I always have. I think he plays the character well. I think they did certain things with um, his story, like picking up the pieces from Endgame quite well. I think there should have been a little bit more of a focus on him. I felt like this was the Kate Bishop show more than it should have been. Not that I know. Kate Bishop. Not that I didn't like Kate Bishop. I thought she was a good character and everything, but I just thought like it all starts on it, the whole focus is on her. And I think it should have been the other way around. It should have been more like focused on him at first, and then the torch should have been passed over to Kate Bishop. That's how I I, I think they kind of got it backwards. That's that's how I felt about it. What did what do you, you felt, think? So you felt like this uh because Hawkeye, uh, the Jeremy Renner character that he's been playing since, I guess, 2010 or 2011 when he first uh, had his um, cameo in Thor. Um, he's never had his own thing, right? Yeah, Neither right. did Black Widow until last year when her movie, her solo movie came out. But it came out after her character had been killed. It was like a prequel movie to kind of launch this new Black Widow, Yelena, her sister. Um, and so this was his. And so I get what you're saying. So you felt like, okay, there wasn't enough Jeremy Renner in it or enough focus on his character, his backstory. We don't really learn anything new about him uh, throughout this series. Um, other than he, they, you know, he has the, the hard of hearing thing now, like that's something that's kind of new and introduced, but like his family and his relationship with his wife uh, played by Linda Cardellini, we like, we kind of knew all that stuff about him. Um, and there was also, yeah, the, the whole, he went kind of um, what would you say about him during the the, the blip during the, the the years where he was Ronin. He went he rogue. Was, he was just yeah. He was just going around stabbing gangsters. Yeah, he was a murderous, crazy megalomaniac. You know, it was kind. Of, he had um, he he seemed uh, he lost himself like and that and he says that I believe in Endgame at one point where he says like and it was or maybe it was in um Black Widow but he says. That like you know, um, Black Widow is the one that kind of brought him back. She saved him. Um, I think he says it in this series actually as well. Um, that he when he was Ronin, which kind of sets up the whole premise of this show, um, was kind of 
you know, kicking a lot of ass that he shouldn't have, you know, like kind of getting in fights with people that he knew was going to cause payback if if they ever found out that he was Ronin or, or even if that suit resurfaced, which they never. That's another thing about the shows. I, I kind of didn't like the fact that they didn't explain how his suit got into the black market in the first place uh, and got into that auction. I kind of wish they had explained that part because or the watch. Or the watch, like it seemed reckless for him to to have allowed that to have occurred, like you know. And if they just had a scene where they explain that, there's like again, th- there was a lot of like we need to set up the Kate Bishop character. The Kate Bishop character is the new Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner, it seems like doesn't want to do this anymore, and that's you know, or if he does it, it'll be in cameo type appearances. And and if this whole show seemed like all right, Kate Bishop is now Hawkeye and you know get used to it well yeah i think they did a lot in this to kind of make them partners they were kind of like almost a you know a master and apprentice kind of relationship um almost a batman and robin dynamic in this series which or uh you know if we want to stick maybe to green arrow who's maybe a more direct uh allegory to hawkeye um a, a green arrow and speedy kind of thing um you know it's based uh largely on the graphic novel my life as a weapon hawkeye my life as a weapon uh which features uh the kate bishop character as well although th- that version of kate bishop is different than this version um who's much younger and more green and doesn't you know know things but in the comic book kate bishop is actually she is also the se- she's like the second hawkeye but my understanding is that she's actually a better archer than clint barton and she's actually kind of um you know, sort of the next level, you know, like the next generation and, and, uh, and, and this same thing, but she's more of an apprentice. She's more of like an understudy, uh, a fan girl who, who gets to meet her hero. Um, hence like the first, I think it was like the first or second episode was called and first episode is called never meet your heroes. Right. Um, and what that would be like, you know, to meet your favorite superhero who you idolized and kind of mauled yourself against. Um, but yeah, like, I kind of get what you're saying, but I really liked this Kate Bishop character. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, like I had to be sold on her, like, you know, like anybody, uh, because we don't know her. And like, I remember Jeff in um, Avengers Infinity War, or is it maybe, it's, no, it's the beginning of Avengers Endgame, I guess, when you see the blip happening to Hawkeye's family, right? Um, isn't, I always thought like, he was going to make his daughter the new Hawkeye because that I felt like that's what they were setting up back then in like 2019 or 2018 when they made that movie. Um, and, uh, and, and in this, like, no, they were like, no, there's actually a whole new character. This Kate Bishop character we're going to do instead. Because uh, did Hawkeye's like the number of children Hawkeye have change? I felt like the actors that played his children changed. I think they did. Um, I don't think it's the same little kid who was uh, wanted the hot dog with ketchup uh, in Endgame or whatever that beginning scene, but it's like a, it's supposed to be like a cute kid, and you're not really supposed to pay too much attention to their faces. I think in that in, the, in those in those earlier appearances, but now it's like yeah, these are characters. I feel like they wanted to keep like what what year is Age of Ultron, Dave? Like is that uh, like 2014? So that's like seven years ago, right? And I felt like his kids were like, you know, in that, you know, five to 13 age range then. But they were and they, they were erased for five years. See, that's the thing is they were erased for five years. That's yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the weird thing that, that that's why they had to recast it, you know, because, yeah. 
it, it, it with the their storyline here with the kids yeah because i think they could recast it but it was it was like um that's what it felt like that it was gonna be like hawkeye's daughter was gonna be the new hawkeye and instead they went they went in this different direction kate bishop I, another existing comic book character um and it you know and uh it i think it works i'm kind of glad it, they did this instead i don't know if like if his kid would have been compelling or not i, I feel um, like kate bishop will fit I haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie, but I feel like she would fit in very well in the Spider-Man universe. Like she's in New York, you know, we got, we also like, we have, we end up having Kingpin in this series. Like we have a lot of things I feel like that would work parallel to bring Spider-Man in and or her into the Spider-Man universe. Now they don't do any of that in the show, but I, I could easily see that occurring. Uh, yeah, like I think that the fact that it's it, it had this New York setting, New York at Christmas, like what could be better, you know? Um, and it's it's I think that it, it had just like this really wholesome sort of fun feel to it. Um, I don't think it this series was as good for me as like WandaVision was, but it's close for me. Like I liked it far more than I liked uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, which is is again like the same kind of like it's kind of like street level action but you just because it's street level action and it's not like sort of like this more grander sort of out there science fiction stuff i think you can still have a lot of fun with it um and uh and this was a lot better for me than that and what was the other one we had this year i guess loki was the other one but that loki has got a very different feel in itself Um, like for me like loki was my favorite and then WandaVision, I would I would put in the second slot, and then I would put this in the third slot. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier is definitely in the in the fourth slot for me, uh, right now. Am I forgetting anything? Uh, I don't think so. The, what if I guess is the other. What if I guess you could put? I would put it also probably right around where where this show is. Um, you know, maybe a bit below. And uh, the other thing would be like the the shorts they did. Uh, but yeah, that's. I, don't, I there's a lot of things I, I thought that were good in this show that were very true to comic books. The way the way they had certain uh, characters look, like the the stepdad and his mustache, and he's the swordsman, right? Um, um, Jack, Jack, I Jack thought Duquesne. He, yeah, he looks like made out of a comic book. Um, <laughs> he looks exactly like his comic book character too. Uh, yeah, like the mustache and everything. Yeah, and there's just like a bunch of like really good attention to detail moments um, for me in this show that I think are good. Now, I do have one gripe about the action with Kate Bishop. Okay. And and that is, I feel like Kate Bishop gets into, I think there's two different instances when she gets into like hand-to-hand combat situations with like multiple men, like her against like four to five men. Mm-hmm. And she just gets out of it by like running away or like throwing like a, a blaze or like, you know, like punching a guy randomly and then running. And then like all of the, I didn't like the way it was shot. It wasn't believable for me. I, I thought hmm. she, she seemed like a novice as far as a, a, a combat person, which I don't think her character in the comics is supposed to be. I think she's supposed to be a lot more experienced. Um, well, she's older in the comic books. Like her, 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 the gap, the age gap with her and Hawkeye, or Clint Bard and Hawkeye, is not as great as it is in this series. Like he's, you know, like old enough to be her dad, basically, in right. this. But in the comic books, I feel like they're like maybe 
10 years apart, something like a little bit more reasonable. Um, and yeah, like, so just, I was rewatching like the first two episodes tonight because uh, I watched this week to week and going back to sort of the beginning and kind of seeing, okay, what were they setting up back then? Um, everything else, because like there's this murder in the first episode that, you know, eventually does get revealed, but uh, there's a lot of like kind of intrigue and who, uh, um, who's, what's really going on. What's this show really about? There's a, it, 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 it kind of unravels like a, like an onion. Uh, and yeah, yeah, there's that whole like scene, I guess, in the auction where she puts on the suit for the first time and then she's fighting people, but she kind of talks about how she's been taking martial arts since she was five. So she's kind of like, right. But that, I don't care if you have been taking martial arts since you're five, if you're taking on five guys in an alley or in a five gangsters cell, with baseball bats, yeah, you're not going to, fa- I don't care if you're a man, like, or, you know, a well-trained man, you're, you're probably going to lose, you know, unless you're like, like, a, like they're, this is the thing with superhero shows though, you know, is they, they uh, subvert expectations. They're like, you know, these, these characters, they're, they're special. They're special people. And so I, I get it. I'm willing to go along with it, but it bothers me sometimes when I feel like it, it, it goes a little too far. Like, like if it was a black widow, I would, it's a lot more believable for me. She seems like um, a wealthy daughter of mm-hmm. an aristocratic family in New York. And I don't think she's going to be able to, you know, get into a comp, hand-to-hand combat situation with a bunch of guys that are, have come especially a well-planned robbery to take over you know the ronin suit what, what do they they come for us the watch they're there for the watch they're there for the watch and you know so like that just the whole situation for me is just i mean maybe it's because they cut you know she catches them off guard and then she does have some sort of training so but i don't know I'm not going to harp on it too much, but I'm just saying it, it, it definitely kind of like I noticed it when I was watching the show. You know, I think I was, with all I think with all of those, like I, I, I even feel that way about Sam Wilson sometimes because when he's fighting in certain scenes yes. and I'm like, you don't have any superpowers, Sam Wilson, but you have you right. kind of hold your own um black widow yeah is another kind of example but she's kind of like you know more of an arch assassin more of like trained kgb style so it's a little bit more um, her whole life was her whole life was dedicated to killing people like again uh, the same thing with like and we get it in the show and again i'm glad they did this with certain conversations between jeremy renner's uh, clint barton and kate bishop because like yeah he has been trained his whole life he's he's been in the life she is not she's aspiring to be she's she looks at it like don't meet your heroes like she it's like like being like a a house league hockey player and you go to watch an nhl player play and you're like well i want to be that you know but you're not that yet but you know the thing is like i don't think they i think they should have done a better job setting up kate bishop's character as far as like she should have been like a better archer or like she's like all she did was archery and she was so good at archery but she wasn't down that bell tower right right Right, that's like the one scene they give us, and she is good at archery. But you know, I'm sure Clint Barton could have made that shot too. Like you know, it's like what you, um, and she also like yeah, like screwed it up. Um, you know, she there's a few things with her where I just I think Haley Steinfeld plays her very well. I do think she's like a good actress, and and um, I don't think it's at any fault of her. It's 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 the the direction of like how they built her up as like this next Hawkeye. They needed that. They needed to like toe this line and, and in certain moments I'm like, come on. 
And then other points, all right, I'm I'm on the ride with you. Okay, this is cool, you know. Right. <laughs> so, what did you think about like the whole setup? So, in episode one, uh, it starts in 2012. It starts with like Battle of New York. It's the Avengers, the events of Avengers one, the first Avengers film, yeah. uh, and we see her and uh, we meet her dad, right? Um, you know, because he's apparently dead um and he's like i always will protect you but then we kind of see like the shatari flying around through the windows um and then you know it it, it blasts open and then we get it we see her looking at hawkeye from afar and so like this they're like this is kind of why she has this reverence for him in particular why he's her favorite avenger when he's kind of nobody's favorite avenger <laughs> You know, he's got he's got branding problems, as she points out to him. Um, so did you I, like the whole I setup? Th I think it makes sense. I think like the fact that like, yeah, her dad died in that moment and she saw this one guy that was like shooting like the arrows. I think like from a kid's perspective, it makes sense. If she had been older, if she had been like a teenager when the Battle of New York thing occurred, I think she would have a lot of resentment toward the avengers you know like i i think like like but they i'm glad like they she was a kid like when they like because it makes sense that way you know right how old was she in 2012 was she five seems like she was like seven so she was yeah. already taking martial arts by this point i know right like yeah this is this is where i lose it loses me a little bit, you know? Well, just like, like I get that. Okay, so she saw this attack happens. Her father dies at the funeral. She says, well, how do we know that the bad guys won't come back? And she's like, because the Avengers, the mom's like, uh, the Avengers showed them, right? Um, there's also like, we, we see that like her parents were having a big fight right before, like before of this happened, right? And they were kind of right. like that there's, we find later on in this, in the episodes that there was like, he was in debt to the Kingpin. And yeah, I don't know. It seems like he probably faked his death in all reality. But we don't really know. I, I I think he did. I think his dad. I think her dad is not because uh, the actor they got is too good of an actor to. Yeah, and they like de-aged him, so they yeah. obviously. I think they intend to bring him back some point as the as the caught like uh, caught up age to whatever whatever uh, whatever. Uh, who's that actor that plays him? Um, He's been in a bunch of things, but like Vera Farmiga as well, playing the mother, like uh, Eleanor. Um, I think yeah. uh, this is some like heavy hitters they're getting to be in the show. And that's, you know, any show, I don't care how poorly it's written. If you bring in really good actors, they'll make it good. And, you know, so like, I think uh, a big part of why the show is good is the acting and the, the, the casting. Right. And then, uh, you know, she comes home like kind of from her disgrace in that first episode after she's knocked the bell tower down and her, her mom's not too upset about it. Like she's kind of upset about it, but not really. They're rich enough that I guess they can, they can do it. But did you see that the tower that, um, the name of that tower that she knocked down was the stain tower? No. Was that, is that uh, supposed to mean something? I think that's a reference to Obadiah stain. Obadiah. Uh, from Iron Man one. the villain Oh, really? you know iron monger did he go to this uh, university that she's is she at a university did jeff bridges play him yeah jeff yes bridges, jeff bridges tony stark tony, tony stark built this with a cave it's, it's a couple of scraps some scraps <laughs> well yeah. that will have to go on the soundboard uh at some point but yeah like he's um yeah like i think that that was just a, like a little nod to that because they have barely referenced his character since uh that movie but uh yeah like and so she comes home and she's they, they go to like this 
this gala, this like um, whatever. Uh, we you know we meet Jack, the swordsman, um, who turns out to be a red herring villain. You think this guy is going to be like the big bad of the show, and it turns out he's not. He's just an idiot. Yeah, I know, right? And actually, kind of a good guy, it turns out. But I, th I think that was smart. Like, I think that was a, a good way, like, thing to do, because a lot of the times with these shows, you're like, oh, this is gonna be the bad guy, and then the, the mother's gonna need to be saved or something. You know, like it's it's very predictable, and it's just like, okay, I think they did the right thing here with making it more about like the criminal enterprise, and you know, Jeremy Renner and Kate Bishop having to kind of be like these detectives, and like all that stuff was a lot of fun. I thought because we meet we meet this 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 guy um what was his name Armand Duquesne the 3rd right he's the uncle of Jack Duquesne uh mm -hmm. i guess and also Armand the 7th who pees his pants and uh yeah. yeah and so okay why was what we find out by the end of the the series and big spoilers we kind of already covered that but um that that uh that Kate Bishop's mother kills him murdered him was she the one who directly did it? I think so. Okay, I don't. I, I never was like super clarified on that. I th I thought she just planned it and wasn't sure if she specifically was the one that stabbed him. But I mean, it could have been. Uh, most likely I, it was. Uh, like if someone else did. Like I just don't. I, like I was watching that first episode back, trying to figure out why. Not not only where did she find time to kill him. Right, mm -hmm. because like the events, like there's that fight uh, in the wine cellar, and then she meets Jack outside, right? And then can, they can't yeah. find Kate, and then the next thing you know, Kate has escaped the party, and she goes to the house where Armand lives. I don't even know why she goes there, but she goes there, and uh, and she she crawls in through the window, maybe because she saw him bidding on the black market stuff at the auction, and she wanted to find out what that was about, because he wanted to buy the sword. Uh, he did buy the sword, but then Jack steals it uh, anyway. Um, and uh, and so she finds him dead on the floor. And then the housekeeper comes in a couple minutes later and, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, sees it. But like, so, so like she would have had, why did she kill him? And when did she kill him? Like how, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are important questions that they, 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 they don't tell you because they don't want to spoil the reveal uh which i understand but at the same time like give us a little flashback give us a little like this is how or this is why she did it uh once you do the reveal you know you're right because like when did she find time to do this like she's wearing a red dress like is she a good swordsman like you know like i i know she's with us the swordsman but like does that make her good at it like it... i don't think so but like yeah like i did everything with the mo like the mo i like that like you don't see it quite coming right because you think that oh jack's the villain in like he's the, but then it turns out it's it's kind of her really or she's she's the least bad um and uh and, and, dave you, know, well, well, you don't understand how the real world works you know, I love that little thing she says to Kate Bishop at the end. Yeah, yeah you don't get it. You don't know. Yeah. How One day you're working for the Kingpin, and then that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's also Lucky the Pizza Dog. He doesn't have a name, um, you know, through most of it. Because he becomes Lucky the Pizza Dog. She saves him in this episode from, like, that kind of gets her on the news and the Ronin suit. That's what attracts Clint Barton to kind of track her down uh, and save her from the tracksuit mafia. Was that a little too? Uh, did you like the tracksuit mafia, by the way? Tracksuit Mafia was actually not too bad. The Lucky, the pizza dog, was a little on the nose. 
It was on the nose, little red nose reindeer. It will, yeah. Which you know what, fine, but it was like I mean, I think that the the dog should have also been named Hawkeye. I think I think that would have been cooler, or Hawk, (laughs) or something like that. Like Lucky, like I mean, like yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, what about the character Maya, Dave? So uh, Maya, Maya, also known as Echo. I guess is mm-hmm. her sort of her, her her. So we meet her at the end of episode two, right? Uh, you know, yeah. And so, um, along with Discount Kit Harrington, who's kind of her like interpreter guy. What's his yeah, character's no, name? No kidding, uh, he's Discount Kit. That's exactly who he is, Discount Kit. Yeah, Kazi, right? Yeah. Um, he's a mercenary, Kazi uh, Kazamaras. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, I was like, is that Kit Harrington? Like when I first saw him there, because you see him in episode one, he takes off his mask and then he puts right. his mask back on because he's part of like the robbery for the watch. Uh, and then you see him there sort of in that abandoned warehouse at the end of episode two, um, which is a great episode, too. Um, and uh, it, you know, it just like I was like, oh, Kid Harrington's here. Oh, he's from Eternals. And then it wasn't him. It was just this other guy. Um, yeah, they were interesting. I thought Echo um, or Maya, I think she was. She's interesting. I think that she's more she's more fun for me watching her fight than anything. I like yeah. I like I like those angles. I think some of the emotion of her character, I think the stuff with her her TV dad, her like uh, the character who that guy who plays her dad. Is he from Westworld, Jeff? I think he might be. Yes. He- I th- I think he played I think he was um one of the natives. Right. Like the one where that's mostly in like um uh the native language like the one that's mostly subtitled you know the episode i mean yeah from what a great episode right, right. And, i think it's i think it's the same actor i think you're right i think we can look it up but i i do think it is too uh and i think you know it's good casting because he's if it is the same actor he's a great at emotional like response like that episode is a fantastic episode of westworld um and the, the this episode here uh, episode three of hawkeye kind of also um you know grounds it in again it's a little girl being trained to you know martial arts dave they they had a whole origin martial arts story for her you know the the point yeah it's a, that's kind of always the thing if you put kids in martial arts they will grow up to be beasts yes i don't know if that's yes. true i don't know if that's true either uh you know uh but it's for the sake of the show i'm willing to go along with it i guess um you know s- sometimes it's like uh i get it and then, like so her also she's an a- amputee and she's deaf uh you know so yep. that that's a whole like other thing with her which is like but she's still badass like she's a cool character i i do really like her she's character. already getting they already announced she's getting her own show oh wow okay i mean that is yeah it's called echo right they announced it before hawkeye was even released oh really um i mean I they're like a uh, new show calling called Echo. Like, Who's that? <laughs> well, you'll see in, in Hawkeye. She's gonna come along. Like in back to back, like Mar- like Marvel stuff. We have the Eternals, and then we have this, and we have deaf characters in both properties. Right, and well, and also Clint Barton is kind of hard of hearing too, right? So right, they're, they're definitely we're trying to uh, emphasize that. I think that I think that it's just part of marvel slash disney's new like inclusive approach i think you know when when it's when it's done in a meaningful way in the story like it's great when it's just sort of like shoehorned in there or forced in there it doesn't work as well for me but in in the case of this i think it does because it's you know it it just it's it's an aspect of her character but it's not really 
um, or or his character for that matter, right? You know, it's very believable. It's real. It's it, you know, and it, it it works well for me. Um, yeah. So I was I was I I liked I liked her. I liked Echo. Uh, sorry, just we, one thing we kind of we kind of skipped over on too was uh, the yeah. Larpers, Jeff. Oh, the, that was fun. I mean. Yeah. When he goes to when he goes to Central Park to get his suit back from Grills, the fireman who stole it from the uh, the fire at her apartment. Have you ever seen the movie Role Models with Paul, it's Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott? No. Well, the whole movie is basically like that. It's I think it's McLovin before McLovin grew up. It was like right after Superbad, and basically it's like all LARPing, and it just reminded me so much of that movie. I was like, it, it was so similar. I thought it was really funny in like the beginning parts, but then like some of like those LARPers when they were used in like the, the sixth episode, I thought it was a little much. Right. Well, go watch role models. You'll feel the same way. <laughs> I was again. like, I, they kind of outstayed their welcome for me in the show a little bit. Like they were fun in the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of because it kind of like with the whole Jeremy Renner thing, like he, he definitely comes across as grumpy early. Well, for most of these episodes. Right. Because he's like, he, this is an inconvenience. He wants to get back to his family, he wants to get back to Christmas. And he's kind of having to clean up his old mess where, you know, that's what happens when you were a murderer for five years and you were running around with a sword and stabbing people left and right. Um, and, uh, you know, so he's got to kind of deal with this, but he kind of seems annoyed to be there. And he, he's, he's just kind of annoyed to be in this, like this LARPer thing, you know, he's just like, uh, but he kind of plays along. He's kind of willing to get in the spirit of things. Right. Uh, as well. Um, and, Right, which I think is a bit of a callback to like the first episode with his kids, where he's like, "We're gonna watch movies and we're gonna do Christmas Christmas sweaters," and he's like, "I want to stop being this assassin killer," you know, like he's trying to change, like he's trying to be like, you know, he's trying to get away from that Ronin persona, like you know that that plagued him for five years while his family was gone, and um or whatever it was, was it five years? How long was five it? years? Was it? It was five years between the blips. Um, yeah. So like all that stuff really plagued him, and I think he's like he is trying to move on, but at the same time, it, this is who he is. Like it's it's the whole question. Like, can you really change what you've done? You know, just because you want to. You know, like it, it's tough. What did you think? Okay, so in the four in the third episode, after we meet Maya, and he's kind, she's interrogating him. She's trying to find out. She's trying to find Ronan because Ronan killed her father. Right. And as far as we can tell, he really did, right? Like Clint Barton really did kill her father. Yeah, and that was during the blip, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so, so she was around for those five years, and so was her dad, and so was uh, Discount Kid Harrington, right? They were all around. Um, I guess Kate Bishop was too. Yep. You know. Yep. Right. So, like, as she grew up, she didn't stop aging. Versus, like, so it's yeah. Um, and that, that they don't really get into that too much. Like, I wish they would. I, but anyway, it doesn't. They, well, they kind of got into it a little bit with Yelena because they, they showed it with yep. her later yep. on. But she but, was blipped. But she was blipped. That was the she difference. was blipped. Right. Um, but that was a good way to like sort of guess caught up with what she's been up to, which is not much. She's been sort of not existing. Um, but the whole thing here, I liked in the scene where like she's talking to Clint and Kate when they're tied up in the warehouse, and there's like the sign language. Right. And then like, you know, they're like, well, who killed like um, who's who killed Ronan? Like he's like Ronan died. I saw Ronan die. And he goes, well, who killed him? And he, he and then you see him sign and it's Black Widow. 
right? He says Black, uh, R- R- Natasha was the one responsible for the death of Ronan because he was there. I saw it. I saw, you know, so, and she goes, well, that's convenient that, that the person who you say did this is dead. So I can't verify, you know, if, if, if the, cause it's a lie. It's, 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 it, uh, he's, he was Ronan, right. But he's also a public figure. And so he doesn't want that to blow like his, his years as a murderer to blow back on him, I guess, or his family. So he's trying to like clean this up. Um, and also, but I don't know, like that, I, I guess he was, he figured Natasha wouldn't have minded, although it didn't quite sit well with me. Um, yeah, I, I see your point there for sure. Um, there's, there's definitely some things with Clint where it's just like, really, like, can you just like get past this or like, you know, where is his farm? How safe is his family? Well, I thought that that was all secret, right? Like nobody knew about them. And like, that was kind of off the books. Like Fury got him set up with that, but people knew who he was, but not necessarily who that he had a, was even married or even had a girlfriend or anything. Like but that. he's like in New York at the beginning of this show with his family going to musicals, uh, you know, like, yeah. So which, by the way, what did you think of the, 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 the musical? I thought it was great. It was where I did Lin Manuel Miranda have anything to do with it? It, was, it felt no. like someone very professional to Broadway. Definitely. I don't um, think so, but who nope. knows? I think it's supposed to be intentionally cringe and whatever else, right? But well, they had uh, Adam Pascal from Rent in it. Which well, who was, is he? He was, I don't know who he was playing, but he was definitely singing a bunch of like the lead. It, was he like he was he looked like he was he was wearing a suit? He looked like he was maybe like a shield guy or something? No, uh no, he was wearing like a leather jacket. He looked like he was right out of rent. Like <laughs> see if I can find a, a still of him and I'll show you. But uh, I could do this all day. And he's like, you know, like I like how Clint Bart's like, you know who wasn't there? Ant Man. <laughs> 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 why did they throw Ant-Man into this into this musical? Why did they why are the revisionist history, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah, he did does he say like yeah, he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh the, you know I, I was watching Amanda and I were watching it uh and she said they should really just make this musical. People will go watch it. Did you watch <laughs> it at the end of the credits at episode oh, yeah. the final? Yeah, well, yeah, well, we just let it play. We were doing something and it just came on and we're like, "Oh, I guess we have to watch this." <laughs> <laughs> I just like that there's two lines in the song about Hawkeye, which is While Hawkeye seems cool, like a really nice guy, he just wished that New York wasn't the battleground. While Hawkeye seems cool, like a really nice guy. That's about all they could say about him in the in the lyrics. That's Adam Pascal? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty I'd be I'm pretty sure it sounds just like him and it does look like him. I'm yeah, pretty he's, sure it's he's, him. He's so much older now. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, and then the other thing they say about it, he's like the best shot. Yes. That whole guy hit the bullseye. There's no better shot than you. Right. Right. You can see him here. Like, that's probably better. You can maybe tell it's him there. I guess I can believe that's Adam Pascal. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty like, sure I it's him, but I didn't look at the credits. <laughs> I don't know who he's supposed to be. Who we, 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 I guess he's supposed to be like a. Oh, he's a government some... guy or shield guy or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he's a uh, Colson or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, let's see if yeah. it's it. Yep, it is him. Lead New Yorker number one. It is. It is Adam Pascal. He's just like a New York guy or yeah. something like that. Okay. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Yeah, and so um, so a lot of good, but back to episode three because that's kind of where we were left off. So like after they escape from the warehouse, uh, he he doesn't have his hearing aid. He can't hear for most of this, right? Uh, and then as they start getting into. He's like the the the, the trick arrows. Yeah, this is right? my, my my favorite action sequence of the show was this stuff. This, this chase scene because yeah. the first the first. So basically, there are six episodes, and two of them, there's two directors. The first two episodes are done by Rice Thomas, and then uh, this other team, Bert and Birdie, come in, mm-hmm. and they direct the next three episodes, and then the finale is Rice Thomas as well. Uh, Bert and Birdie is Amber, Templemore, Finlayson, and Katie Elwood. They're like some kind of a, a team. Why do they go uh, by Bert and Birdie? Is it just like a name? Like I, I uh, wondered that when every time I, the, the, the episode ended, I'm like, what the hell is Bert and Birdie? Why would you go uh, by that? Why wouldn't you just go by your names? Uh, I don't know. I got two are from London, based in LA. Anyway, so they're, they're a team. And uh, and so, yeah, they, they so like this is where they pick up. They come in episode three uh, and then they're they're with it. And then the finale. I don't know if there's a huge difference in tone, but uh, this I action fe- scene. I felt the cinematography was far superior with Burton, Burton Birdie. Yeah. Uh, it, it locked crisper. I, I just thought it was shot a lot better. Sorry. <laughs> there's more like i feel like the the stuff that rice thomas directed is less action i think except for maybe like the finale which is a battle but um a lot of it was more just like <laughs> punching and different things uh but the chase sequence like where he's like these are regular arrows because he, he tells her like when he first meets her like at the beginning of episode two he's like there are no trick arrows but then there are there's the, like the, the one that was the big one was the reveal was like the one that was like the pin particle arrow, but there was like an electric arrow. There was like the harpoon Play-Doh. arrow. Uh, one was um uh play doh arrow. Yeah, there's a play doh arrow. Um, there was there was another one. Anyway, there was also like they chose the classic like '80s New York car rather than like the Charger, which I appreciated because like. It, it i'm glad they like they still use the charger but they 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 didn't do like the old trouble like oh the muscle car and the heroes are in the muscle car i'm glad they weren't um they're always in a u-haul truck these bad guys these track shoot mafia guys like they're constantly in like these uh you um what, what's the company called like got a bro or whatever the you the moving company's called um oh a bunch of bros a couple of bros. or yeah, call a bro or something like that yeah and yeah it's a I, I i agree like that that action sequence the chase there uh just works so well i thought that like you know like it is is she not impressing you yet uh clint barton this kate bishop like how like, she's she, good at all like the all the arrow stuff and everything like and, and like the acrobatic stuff i thought was like makes sense looks good like she's i can believe she's a great archer like that all makes sense um i also thought felt like clint is probably putting this girl in serious danger well he kind of knows that he kind of knows that and he tries to like cut the cord a couple times and he's like whatever like you know yeah she's she's not gonna she's not gonna leave anyway so you're 22 you're old yeah yeah you're an adult you you know because he gave that speech to um uh to wanda way back in agent ultron right he's like i don't know i got a bow and arrow we're fighting things this is how it goes you know sometimes you just gotta roll with it right i know this makes sense yeah yeah 
Um, and so like, and that third episode ends, uh, where they're, you know, they're, they're starting to figure out that maybe there's something to, to Jack. They're starting to look into the criminal database. And then that's the one where like, uh, Jack holds the sword up, like the, the Ronin sword right up to, to Ronin or to Clint Barton right at the end of that episode. Right. And you go, uh Oh, right. But then it just, it turns out that he was, Jack's just kind of like thinking he was an intro, a regular intruder. And then there's like that kind of like the whole sit down where, uh, and then later on, like the mom, um, uh, Kate Bishop's mom is just like, you got to stop, get her out of this and don't, she's not an Avenger. And so she's kind of like, put, she's saying like, don't get my daughter involved in this stuff. Right. She's not that strong about it though. She's kind of like, you know, look, I know there's a possibility she can die here. And, and you know, like she is, but at the same time, like that should have been the first clue that like her mom was that great. That was <laughs> my know? first clue. That's where I'm starting to say, okay, I think that um, the what's her? Is she just called Kate? Eleanor. Eleanor, Eleanor Bishop. Yeah. Uh, that she's just, that something's up here. Like she's not she's not acting as you would expect a, a, a mother of a, a, a character such as Kate Bishop to act. No, you know, she's like this wealthy like. Uh, business owner or whatever um and so yeah you're going okay that's kind of strange um but he he gets this yeah the, he discovers that duquesne is the ceo of sloan limited a shell corporation he goes okay they, they want lay uh, launder money for the tracksuit mafia so this is where they start to but he, he's a, he's a red herring he's not the real bad guy meanwhile uh barton tracked down kazi who is discount kid harrington and asks him to talk Lopez uh, Echo out of her vendetta. This is at the um, was that was it called Fat Man Auto Dealership, right? Or the Fat Man Used Cars, which I think was like kind of like the first hint at Kingpin, um, who doesn't you know doesn't even get doesn't even show up really to the sixth episode, which we're almost to. But in the fourth episode, um, you know she's there's this whole thing and the fight, the fight breaks out um, on the rooftop. This is where they kind of figure out. Yeah. They, they break into her apartment. They find out that she, they got the list here of uh, like his family members, the watch is there, all these things. We never really figure what was up with that watch, but then, then Yelena shows up at the very end of this episode. This is where, where black widow, the new black widow um, pops in uh, and Barton decides that he, yeah, and this is also where he kind of says, go home, Kate, at the end of this. Kind of because the seeds have been planted by Eleanor earlier in the episode. Um, and then in the fifth episode, we get the whole backstory with Yelena, where she was like going around trying to liberate Black Widows. And this one that she was trying to help. Um, is it Anna? Yeah, anyway. So it's whoever this, whoever, but then she, like, they spray her with the, the powder, but she doesn't. She's not, she's not, uh, been cured. She was never, she was never sick in the first place where she was never brainwashed in the first place. Um, but she just goes into the bathroom. And I liked that whole effect where like you saw it from Yelena's perspective where she's like the whole paint changes and she just, you know, she, she walks into the bathroom for, in her mind for five minutes. And then she comes out five years later, her sister's gone. There's her whole world has been kind of changed. Right. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, and then. This is when um that that was an interesting thing to me. Like, because why did that occur? Like, shouldn't she just have been gone from existence, become a dust, you know, puppet, and then just reappeared like that? Why did why why the visual effect? Like it seemed like 
I didn't get it. Like, I didn't understand, like, that's not how it would have been for her. It wouldn't have all changed like a crazy, like, kaleidoscope around her. It just would have been instant, you know, like a snap. They, well, you saw that there was at least like a, a two seconds for a lot of them where they were like sort of dissolving and then kind of we didn't see too many we didn't see too many examples of people coming back. We saw it a little bit in a, uh, was in WandaVision, right, where we saw um, Monica Rambo. She like she comes back in that hospital chair. Right. And so she's just like all of a sudden, like kind of reconstituting. Recon- and that was kind of like this in this example, but I thought it was I, I thought it was neat. I thought it was just a fun way for the directors to kind of do something different with showing somebody coming back from the blip. It was absolutely neat. I just don't like it didn't seem to be like how it would have occurred. Like, yeah, like she like gets the water and then she flips and then she comes back and then everything starts to change it around her. But it would have just been already it already would have been changed. Do you, know mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it wouldn't have been like an effect to her. It just would have been she 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 dusted and then she dusted back and then everything would have been one way when she was. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, Kinda. I get you're saying it's fun, but like it does it doesn't really quite make sense. It of the things that don't make sense, it's not at the top of my list. Um, okay. All right, yeah. I'm just all right. Fair enough. Like, I liked it. I thought it was cool. And like the way they shot it was, and then I was like, Oh, I get what's going on here. But it, it kind of confused me at first because like, that's not in my mind how it would work, you know, but anyway. Right. Uh, and then there was the whole thing with, uh, when, when she, so, okay. When Kate Bishop meets, um, Yelena later on in the apartment with the craft dinner, yes, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop, uh yeah just like uh you know she's like i like you kate bishop why do you keep saying my name you know kate bishop no she says you keep saying my name to let me know that you know it right so you you know like that's what she yeah (laughs) like there's some good dialogue definitely with kate bishop like she's definitely a a smart their their chemistry for me in this show was great I thought that uh, the the two of them playing off each other uh works for some reason really well uh just to you know I find um, okay, so this is one thing I didn't realize until like I looked it up. But both these actresses are the same age in real life, but I feel like the Yelena character is so much more mature than yes. Kate well, Fisher. she lived a very different life than than uh... no, and that's good acting. I'm not saying like I'm not. I'm just saying they, like, might, they might even be the re- but. No, they, I guess they wouldn't be the same age because she was like an adult when the snap happened, right? And so, and and definitely Kate Bishop would, is not. But now they they might be the same age now, like in terms of like years lived, based on her five years kind of going away. Right. I don't know how, don't know how Ye- Yelena was like a little kid in the nineties, like in nineteen ninety five, right? I think she's supposed to be older than Kate Bishop. I think she's yeah. supposed to be more like early thirties, but she, in real life, they're both twenty five years old. Yeah, but then she had five years erased, right? So it's kind of like, because uh, she's definitely, uh, I don't know, but yeah, I just like, uh, it was their scene, that scene between those two in the apartment was one of my favorite scenes of the show. Um, just how how well they played it, uh, you know, the hot sauce thing and everything else. Relax, Kate Bishop. I just want to talk, okay? She's like, I was not trying to kill you. If you were, if I was trying to kill you, you'd be dead, you know? And just, and, and she would be. <laughs> she would be, right? Yeah, uh, it was. I, I thought it was. They were just fun. I thought you know she's like she's like. Are you here to talk to Clint? She's like, no, I'm not here to talk to Clint. I'm here to kill Clint. 
kind of like, and they've never, they, they, they didn't have any scenes. He didn't appear in, in um, the black widow movie. Um, and so, uh, or you know, that, that backstory. So yeah, like they've never been on screen together, but they can, you know, they, they will meet up in episode six, but I thought that that was fun. I was like, okay, now this is a whole new threat that's coming at us. Plus we're dealing with tracksuit mafia. Then we're dealing with echo. And then by the end of this, uh, you know, we'll, we don't know what's going on with Jack either. And then by the end of this kingpin is revealed, right? Cause we, we, this whole reveal here where, um, Yelena sends the text to, to Kate Bishop at the end saying, I wanted you to know I've been I've been tracking down your mom and here and he goes she goes do you know who this is talking to my mom he goes that's who I was afraid of it's Kingpin you know um I see also uh you there's that whole scene maybe a little bit earlier where where um where Clint is going to kind of memorialize I guess Natasha right because he goes to the place where the you have that can you freeze that for a second uh yeah yeah uh like I I thought I thought this plaque was a little bit it was cool. Well, let, let's just go through the list here, Dave. Steve Rogers, gone. He's back in time, and he's gone. Tony Stark, dead. Thor, don't know really what's going on with Thor. He's, Steve, Rogers is, Steve Rogers is going to be a, a Joe Biden impersonator. Uh, that's his uh, new gig uh, for the, <laughs> right. this situation. Uh, uh, Bruce Banner, still alive, but he's like the Hulk, and he's not, and he's back. Tasha, dead. Clinton, Clint's all like it's really just Clint, Thor, and Bruce. That's all that's left. And Thor is not even on Earth, right? Or is right. he? No, he left with the Guardians, so he's not even on Earth anymore. Right. Um, and, and uh, is Bruce too? Is Bruce on? Earth? Yeah, Bruce is going to be part of the new She-Hulk show. Hmm. Uh, he he showed up in Shang Chi, uh, in that post-credit scene, right? So he so Bruce is still kicking around on Earth, but yeah, largely like the the Avengers have. There's kind of we're kind of having this transition where like this new. This new generation of Avengers is coming up. Some of the guys who were secondaries Avengers, like Doctor Strange, are taking bigger roles now, um, and you know, in the universe, and sort of the, they're the more of the like. I, th I feel like Doctor Strange is like the new Tony Stark uh, in a lot of ways, even though he's magic, not technology. But yeah, he, yeah, he is. Like he's he's, but he's not. He doesn't have the wit and like all those like the one liners and everything. But he's definitely like as far as like protagonists go. Yeah, he's the guy they come to. When you know when they need help and stuff, and you know, yeah, he kinda, and then I don't know who yeah. the new Captain America is. Well, I guess it's well, I guess I do know who it is. It's the Falcon, um, uh, but he's not yet like he's not quite like to the level of what Steve Rogers was, um, as far as like uh, somebody you go to, like when you're in a do jam. better, yeah, do better, yeah. yeah. I don't feel like, what do I, we do? I, I don't know, do better. I just don't see Steve Rogers saying that. You know, <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, not better than bad. How about that? You know, there was some good stuff in that show, but uh, there was some silly stuff too. Uh, what did you make of that whole the Maya um, fight scene here with uh, at, the, at the that was the one of the used cars, right? Where yeah. he he basically says that uh, discount Kid Harrington, uh, Kazi, yeah. right. is kind of the one who ratted out her dad. Yeah, and he's like he kind of he doesn't deny killing him though. No, he did. But he, he didn't have to kill him, did he? Well, I don't know. They don't really say, they don't really explain a lot of the context of what, what was going on. You know? Do you think we'll get more of that in her show? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I don't think we'll get much Clint, but I do think we'll get more like what happened to her dad and who who was her dad and what what, what was he all about. He doesn't seem to be like when, when he's like dying in the third episode or whatever. 
like he kind of is like you know it's okay like don't you know don't go and avenge you know revenge don't 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 try to avenge my death which is exactly what she does right but he's like he's like i was like it seems like he kind of knows he he was in the crime world and you know maybe had this maybe this was going to happen to him one way or the other he was working for kingpin right yeah right exactly kind of like the sentiment we get from eleanor at the end of the show where she's like like this is the way it is like you know like you either get on board with the crime or you you die or you end up a nobody you know uh it's kind of like the sentiment the show was kind of saying a lot of the time or that or you know they want to kill clint everyone wants to kill clint in the show uh everyone yeah it was like can we just kill like, he was trying to kill himself in endgame remember mm-hmm. that uh that uh, race him and natasha had who could kill themselves faster who could jump was- off a space cliff faster he even says it in the show at the end in the Rockefeller ice rink scene where he is like, I tried to kill myself. She just killed herself better. She was better at killing herself than me. What do you want me to do? She was better at everything than me. Exactly. Maybe not bow and arrows, but that was about it. That was the only thing I was better than her at. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. I also want to talk about the Kingpin because he's kind of like, he comes in really hard here in, he's, he's teased, um, the, the whole fact that, like, the Netflix series shows, which I, I haven't watched a ton of, to be honest, like, but I know that he was well regarded in the Daredevil series that he appeared in. Um, it's, it's you know, Vinny D, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Thor, if you go back to Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, that is kind of diff- cool. That is kind of like a cool little, like, that he story. was Thor or he was like but- the Thor lookalike. Um, and now he doesn't look like Thor anymore in this. He looks like no, like no. heavy uh, mobster. But the, the the whole six episode starts off with this meeting with Eleanor and Kingpin, talking. He's like, well, she's basically like, she wants out, and he's like, Eleanor, I, I'm gonna try to be patient with you, but you don't get out in our business and everything else. Did you like his performance? Like, I don't know how much of the Daredevil you've seen so far, but of what you just got in this show, what did you think? I I didn't watch much of daredevil i did see a few scenes and stuff i watched a bit of the first season it, i thought it was it was okay uh his performance is very comic book comic book like if i felt like i'm watching batman and robins like you know like i felt like i'm watching a very He's too much of a mustache twirler a little bit like like and i love vincent d'onofrio i think he's a fantastic actor and just his i think he he had already chosen to do this character one way in Daredevil, and they're bringing him back to do it here, and he's not going to change it. So, no. like, and, and I get that, but at the same time, and I do like that he's in it. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, like I, I kind of wish he was a little less, yeah, mush, mustache twirling, a little bit more like, like, um hedge fund businessman crony kind of guy that's like you know i i kind of just wish it was a little bit tiny bit different direction like i i'm always i'm always brought back to spider-man uh the animated show from the 1990s that uh had a had a a kingpin wilson fist character that was very iconic to me like just i don't like mm-hmm. that voice he was a, he was a looming presence and he's also supposed to be like this physical threat who uh, you know he 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 looks like a big fat guy, but he's actually like solid muscle, and he's 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 a he's a he's an enforcer, and he kind of earned respect. I, oh, and I guess Michael Clark Duncan played him too. I forgot about that right. in the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. But that's a very kind of the same kind of a character. But 
um, his Michael Clark Duncan's performance is very far off from Vinnie D's, uh, and even that cartoon version, um, you know. And so, I don't know. Like, just I feel like they could have brought him in a little earlier into the show. I like that he was kind of like we didn't get an, we didn't get enough. I thought we could have had more moments with him. Really? Yeah. No. And, and Kingpin's a cool character. Um, and I don't know if I completely buy that he, he dies at the end because they don't show it. And no, I don't think so, he does. Yeah. Okay. So I won't be surprised if he's brought back. Um, he's too big of a character as far as a villain goes for Spider-Man and Daredevil and a bunch of New York based. And now Hawkeye. He's and in, now Hawk and Kate and Bishop. Both Hawkeyes uh, and maybe even uh, Black Widow for that matter. Right. And yeah. So, yeah, a lot of characters could who are new york based especially could run into him have dealings with him or his his various criminal enterprises and i you know and, and spider-man especially right so yeah. why not like you know keep him around like don't bring him in just to kill him here but yeah, and, he, and he's such a good actor that like if they give him something good good to do he'll do it you know um i don't know if they necessarily like gave him the best episode here at the end like I, I some of the stuff some of the dialogue like it's good and stuff but like i'm like oh, it's a it's a it just i kept thinking like this is all cheesy this is a little it's a little on the cheesy line for me <laughs> you know like yeah it would be not as not as uh grounded as you say yes and i feel like the rest of the show is very grounded and and, and so when he comes in i'm just like am i watching like Am I am I watching like like a cartoon, or am, yeah. you know? It was funny because it was that whole line in the in the second episode I was rewatching tonight where she was you know she's talking about Hawkeye the fact that nobody kind of recognizes him. Some people know he's like this celebrity superhero, but mostly like they're like, hey, it's a superhero, and it was somebody dressed up as Katniss Everdeen instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he you know she goes, your problem is branding, and I guess it was they were kind of alluding to the fact that when the when they did the Avengers and. Even like, you know, you go back to like movies like The Dark Knight and some of the stuff they were doing in the 2000s. It was like, we got to make superheroes not uh, colorful spandex wearing guys. We got to make them gritty, rooted in like real life. Right. And uh, she says, like, since the Avengers, the first Avengers movie, uh, I I feel like people just want earnest. They just want something that's sort of like. Well, they, they, the care. Okay, that's the whole thing that Kevin Feige always said that like the the people want to see the comic book characters look like the comic book characters, you know. Right. And and what they're pointing at is the fact that oh yeah, you're right. All the Avengers look like their comic book characters except Hawkeye. Hawkeye, especially the, Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye's the only one that doesn't look like his comic book counterpart, and that's because he's supposed to be wearing purple like and a crazy stupid purple mask and shit and like he would look ridiculous i'm kind of yeah and they would they would they would pay with like they put like a really dark purple thing like in his original costume but mostly he just wears like a black sort of functional looking thing um when they sold jeremy renner on the part he taught they were like well you're gonna look like the ultimates version like the ultimate marvel version which was more at the time was more like less spandex wearing more like what would a real arch assassin kind of wear maybe mm-hmm. right and how much can we get away with and i think because hawkeye is not this like iconic character like a lot of them were like they were they felt like they could take more liberty there right because people yeah. weren't gonna say that's not hawkeye without his you know weird purple mask 
right <laughs> on right um certainly more so than like captain america who in that movie I, especially in the avengers one when he wears that ugly i hate the the suit he wears in avengers the first avengers movie i like like every version he had after that was nice the one that who? was more like hawkeye captain america. oh captain america yeah yeah because he wears like that like you know uh he wears the, the 1940s the one that colson gets him to wear and she's yeah. he's like come on people need old fashioned right now no i i, I like the, the suit he gets in like winter soldier is my favorite suit um and uh but anyway age ultra the age ultron one is good too but like yeah it's a little bit more you know yeah badass hockey equipment style looking later on i don't know i don't mind the spangly outfit one for the first movie like to me like that makes sense for the first i'm movie. glad he dropped it after that that's, that's yeah for sure um and i like that they brought it back in the end game like time heist stuff too but uh yeah like it was uh but anyway so like that's kind of part of this fin- finale here is that like kate bishop uh she gets the larpers to help them make them costumes so i guess it was kind of it was plot convenience are like well obviously these guys make costumes and they dress up like people and whatever so they can help make these purple outfits and then they both did you like what they kind of got there they they um <laughs> there's a like, freeze that like that whole uh, elevator scene where she like you know she tears off her her dress or whatever it is and then all of a sudden she's in her like uh oh oh i agree no. sorry is it here yeah no Right, let you get here. there. Oh, so here we have the Kate Bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kate Bishop reveal. Yeah, which is just like, well, it kind of looks like she's kind of been wearing the same thing the whole show, hasn't she? Isn't that just her archery outfit? Uh, I think they kind of like gave her some shoulder pads and stuff, and like you know, they did some stuff for the for the finale. Uh, right. But, you know whatever uh and they get and they put him in it they put him in more of a purplish looking thing for like especially for that hockey rink scene and everything else yeah which i'll get to but um you know or the ice uh, skating rink there was no hockey involved i don't think it's a coincidence that the finale ends at rockefeller center with the rockefeller center ice rink and the christmas tree and everything whoever like the pitch the show was watching a lot of home alone 2 I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. hey, not a bad movie to watch. No, great movie. I love it. <laughs> um, but it it just like there's so many like Home Alone 2 references to me in this show. Um uh and just Christmas movies in general, Die Hard, even they have in this in this final, like they kind of like meld all the Christmas movies a little bit and little references to them throughout this whole movie. I wonder but, when they shot this. I kept thinking, did they actually shoot this in uh, in the winter or in christmas time even like or uh... i'd be surprised i'd be surprised if they did uh like remember like mr robot they shot their like final season it was all set at christmas and it, they actually shot it in like august well, I, <laughs> well uh, actually it says here filming began in early december 2020 in new york city oh okay so they actually did shoot it in the winter yeah i don't know how it may not have been i don't know how See, i'm surprised i'm surprised they would have done that because I mean I don't know if they actually shot this a lot of this stuff at Rockefeller Center. They probably did for the ice ring since it was December. But imagine it snowed, like you know, or like certain things like would really screw up their production. That's all. And then there was like they, they kept filming into February, and then they wrapped in April. But then they came back in September, actually in Toronto, uh, in September to do some reshoots. And there was a couple scenes, like especially in that second episode, uh, where I'm like, this is Toronto. This is in New York City. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on that. 
there was a, a couple times where I'm like, yeah, this doesn't seem like New York anymore. And but I didn't really didn't really focus too much on it. Um but yeah, that makes sense that you say that. Yeah, just a couple times. Like there's there's these kind of iconic black um uh towers. Uh you see them in like the movie Scrooge with Bill Murray right mm -hmm. uh l largely and those are like on bay street in toronto uh and like one of the one of those buildings makes an appearance in like a, the background of a scene where kate bishop's talking and i'm like oh mm -hmm. okay so that must have been one of the reshoots uh that they did uh, in september before this came out uh just two months later so uh but yes as we're kind of talking about this whole finale i wonder episode. if they shot this whole scene with the rockefeller like in rockefeller center like i wonder if they actually shot it there Sure, I know you haven't seen the the new Spider-Man movie, but yeah. uh, and I won't spoil anything. But there's there you know, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but at the very end of the movie, you see Spider-Man sort of web swinging through uh, uh, Rockefeller Center at Christmas, right? Oh, okay. And so it's kind so of during this time period, it feels like it, yeah, that's what Jamil was thinking. It, it could they, this could be tied in because this is like a year after the events of Spider-Man or so. Uh, this is like not the the first. This is not the first Christmas after the blip. This would be like the second Christmas after the blip. So okay. I think this is, I think this is about twenty twenty three actually. Um, but yeah, so like the the whole final scene, like I was kind of sad when they brought that tree down. I was, and I thought it was cool. I thought I, I thought it was a cool set piece for this. You know, yeah, didn't bother didn't bother me. No, I couldn't figure out how these these uh, two superheroes could fight so many trench coat mafias on Christmas Eve in Rockefeller mm. Center's ice rink. And no, cops no police, no yeah. police come. Nobody comes for like, I don't know, like half an hour. It's New York City. Like it's it's Manhattan. It's, it's like it's one of the busiest places in the world. It's like. I, I was watching that um, Nobody movie with uh, Bob Odenkirk, and there's a whole scene where he's like, these guys, like a whole bunch of Russian guys come to his house with guns, and there's like all this gunfire going on, and uh, and like the cops never show up, and I'm just like, that's not realistic. <laughs> like, you know. Well, yeah, it's you know, like these two fight with bow and arrows, but they go against guys with guns, and somehow they win. But you know, it's uh... that part's not as crazy. What you're saying about the cops not showing up is nobody shows up. They're just like they're shoot, and they're not. They, uh, I don't think Kate Bishop kills anybody in the show, right? But on the other hand, you are like that's the whole thing about ar these Archer characters, like Green Arrow and all of those people. Like I'm like, aren't you shooting like lethal projectiles at people mostly? Right. Um. Once sometimes it's like a net arrow or it's a it's a it's a punching uh, glove arrow, or whatever the heck it is. But um... I, oh, oh, you know what they are? They're they're um so they'll shoot an arrow into a guy and then they'll have all these like um was it set, um, sedatives like tranquilizers? And they're oh, all okay. Like, That's what they're. Not... The... Oh. Yeah, they really go out of their way. Yeah, you're right. To make them not killers, you know, we're in the. But Ronan is a killer. Like, 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 I feel like this show is trying to almost like repair his reputation after Endgame. Oh, exactly what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't really feel like they needed to like damage his reputation during Endgame. They just needed to show him broken. But for some reason, they made him like Ronan, I guess. Which is Ronan supposed to be like his alter ego killer? Like, I guess, but like I, I almost wish they hadn't done it because there's like that whole line where in Endgame where uh, War Machine, uh, Rhodes says like, "I've been trying to find him. I hope I don't find him because you know like I'm gonna put, like, I guess he got pardoned or he was sort of forgiven because he helped I don't know, save the world. So they kind of let bygones be bygones after the blip. 
said it was a rough time. It was a rough five years, and you only killed bad guys. So what do we want? What do we want? Do we want to hold you accountable for that? And I guess the superhero community decided they didn't. So um, when Kate they, Bishop grabs the pin particle um, uh, arrow from Clint's uh, satchel, <laughs> right? And they and, shrink the the truck down to a. How did she know that wouldn't be a giant pin particle? I don't know. I don't know if she knew she because uh, they had used up that one. They already did that on the bridge, so they, they right. They, they, they which, which perfectly only hit the back of that car, so nobody got killed. Right. You know, but yeah, then there's, there's, those guys in the truck, the little truck, got taken off by a bird or whatever. Yeah, they didn't care about that, so they probably did. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the big guy, like the big guy who looked like uh, Kevin Nash, who is like one of the tracksuit mafia guys. Uh, he's in it quite a bit. Right. He he loves Imagine Dragons. He loves Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Like I thought it was uh the, the final I think that the final battle wasn't as exciting for me as like the final battle in like WandaVision was or even in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. I thought like that was maybe even though it was very like it was shot very nicely and I liked like the whole like the backdrop of Christmas and everything else. Just the larpers like they kind of took me out of it quite a bit. Um like they were uh you know and and uh there was the swordsman Jack. He was. Then he turns out to be a good guy, and he's but he's stabbing people with swords, too. Um, yeah, but kind of like like oh, my fun uncle showed up to help us out, you know? Yeah, like I don't know. Like they could have made him a lot cooler. I thought. I thought they kind of made him lame. Um, and then so the 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 i guess the the whole everything with yelena and and barden on the ice rink did you like that stuff like their whole like we tell us the truth about her death and the fact that he tried to kill her and that you know she sacrificed herself to save the universe and then she kind of leaves right mm -hmm. um uh and then we have the scene with kingpin and uh Eleanor is trying to get away, but then Kate Bishop shows up and she has that whole fight with uh, with Kingpin. In, like, the yeah, that store. part was awesome. I thought that was the, this, the scene was great because like, yeah, Kate Bishop shoots him and she doesn't get her way for the first time in the whole show. Yeah. And, 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 and she's like, what? You know, I was like, oh, really? Yeah. You, you know, guess what? <laughs> Things don't always work out, you know, like. I don't know. Like I was, she comes so out on top in this fight, but this is like Kingpin's a guy who can like give Spider-Man a run for his money, right? right? And and then her mom, like yeah, like comes comes in and like runs him over with a car into an FAO Schwartz, <laughs> and, and and then like yeah, the whole thing was like, and then then she still gives up her mom, which like they make that point in the show. I'm like, yeah, get your mother arrested on Christmas, right? <laughs> is that what is that what superheroes do? That's what they do. Yeah, that's what Kate Bishop does. Kate Bishop. She was like not even that emotionally distraught about it either. No, no, she was like, yeah, well, you kind of suck. So see you later. You know, see yeah. She, she she was she seemed to be like a daddy's girl. Like she was. Way that's for more canceling my credit cards. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's for making me go live in this beautiful one giant apartment. This like penthouse, this beautiful like uh, just like I was like, look at this house they live in. Holy shit! And then she has like her own like private loft on the side. Yeah, yeah. the private loft on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, she gets arrested, and then Kingpin escapes, but 
you know, maybe Echo killed him, maybe not, but I don't think she did. Is this uh, Echo okay? Is this Echo from the comics, or is she like completely? Like, I think she's made? from the comics. I she's not a character I've really ever heard of though. Okay. Uh, I know that the prosthetic leg is something they added because that's something true to the real life actor, uh, but not not necessarily what was part of the character before. They just kept when, it in when she kills discount kit harrington yes i felt actually that was a good scene like she actually had like good emotion but i felt like like the scene before like he, he was doing he like the discount kid harrington was doing like all the heavy lifting for like their emotional scenes like like yes like you know like he was really carrying the scenes i thought like fra and, fee is that isn't fra fee is the actor's name discount kid harrington francis uh, fee yeah um and and so like to see him like a kill like, i just thought like it worked because he did such a good job um kind of carrying their emotional yeah he's really good he's a, like an irish actor and i thought like yeah like just like the sign languages and then she asked him like why don't you just like let's just walk away from all this and start over and he's yeah. like, I can't do that. This is like, I'm I'm tracksuit mafia for life. I can't leave this world. I right. don't know. He he just doesn't want to. Um, and so yeah, like it's. I thought he, I thought he was really good. I was almost kind of sad to see him die, even though he, we kept calling we keep calling him discount Kid Harrington. But you know, he he's is. actually he's he's not bad in the show. He just kind of looks like that. <laughs> right. Right. You know. Uh, uh, would would like would Kingpin give Spider-Man a run for his money as far as like yes. and Daredevil for that matter? Would like, this Spider-Man, would this Kingpin give our Spider-Man a run for his money? Not based on this fight with Kate Bishop. Uh, he, right. he doesn't. No, I would say that he 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 doesn't even really know who she is, and I don't know. It's like he's dressed like in Hawaiian shirt for some reason at Christmas. I don't really know why. Um, yeah. but yes, normally in the comic books, Kingpin, even though he doesn't have any superpowers, so per se, he's just like an incredibly strong, powerful guy who was very hard to take down. Um, you know, and so yeah, like he's uh he he's fought Spider-Man, he's fought uh, Daredevil most notably. Um, and so I feel like they could have brought him in earlier in the show. They could have maybe had a couple scenes where she got she knew him, maybe or something like that. But I get, you know, they, I, they they wanted this reveal at the end of episode five to be get us re really excited for six. Um, but it could have given it could have given this fight a little bit more like emotional Levity. weight, yeah. a, little, a little bit more of a coming of age moment for Kate, because it, she doesn't really know who he is. She knows that like her her parents dealt with him a lot and that he's kind of ruined their lives largely. But she doesn't have a lot more context than that, you yeah. know? And I don't think you needed the reveal. I think the whole like flick of the coin thing from the callback was good enough. Um, you know, like I think I think had they again, FAO, they crashed into FAO Schwartz, uh, big another Christmas movie. Like they, they, the whole thing is just like an ode to all the Christmas movies. But anyway, especially I think New York Christmas movies, yeah. New York Christmas movies. Um, but they really could, I think of, uh, they could have in this, um, with Kingpin. Yeah. Like brought him in earlier and explained, or just had a scene even in like made it an episode longer and ha had a scene or an episode that explained like Kingpin and Eleanor and the swordsman guy. And the well, yeah, we, I, yeah. I, I still don't know. understand why she killed Armand, why she framed her fiance who she seemed to like, she seemed to like this guy, but maybe not. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know what was going on. And I, so I, um, and then the finale is just when they, they go to the farm. Because then it would have made more sense for like Kate Bishop's like self-righteous speech to her mother after she's kind of like, I did it for you. And it's just like, and Kate Bishop's just shaking her head and like, you know, but it would have made more sense had we understood Eleanor's motivations, you know, or like, and, and probably disagreed with them, you know, but it would have well, made, yeah, it was just, yeah, like uh, they were in debt um, and her father was left her them in debt to this gangster. So she, she started working for Wilson Fisk and I don't know, got in deep, but I don't know, like, maybe in like 20 seconds to her right after she just ran over the kingpin you know like it, it's just it's a little bit much quick it's a little bit quick and i'm supposed to be like oh okay you know will we see uh not just kingpin again but do you think we'll see uh kate bishop's mother again yes i do i think we'll see yeah she's too good of an actress to not bring back vera uh, vera farminga from like the departed and other things like in the, um, yeah, the conjuring and whatever uh she's you know she's really good in this i thought and um you know a lot of people were saying that you know is she a, a version of a comic book character named madam mask who is like this kind of like a criminal character uh is that who ultimately who she will become Cool. I think if the, I don't know, but if, if they do do that, that'd be great. Um, she's a great actress. Anything she's in, I'm like, okay, I'm game because she's she does she's not going to pick a bad role. I just seen her in too many things to know. Um, everything she's in is good. Up in the air. She's you know, um, that Jake Gyllenhaal movie where it's like the same thing over, over and over. I forget what it's called, but um, yeah, like you know, bring her back give her something good to work with i think it'll be good okay let's talk a little bit about this ending scene here with uh well well the one with um uh yelena and uh clint on the okay, ice you want, you, you want to circle back to that okay yeah let's circle back to that a little bit because like yeah like that whole yeah i know we talked about it like she killed herself better and you know i think like yeah the fact that like we didn't get this scene I felt like the scene belonged in Black Widow, you know, like like the movie Black Widow needed this scene, but it didn't because the movie Black Widow should have passed the torch to her to yell. Kind of, it kind of does, but it's but not really because not for me, not because because they blip her, you know. Yeah, and then. there's no like there's no real goodbye between the sisters right um yeah. so there's kind of like this unresolved thing you know like because she's blipped and then natasha sacrifices herself to bring her her and everyone else back right so it's kind of like survivor's guilt i think for yelling at here too i think the fact that i don't know like this they're having this like conversation on an ice rink in rockefeller center on christmas eve while she's trying to kill him right but I thought it worked pretty well, but I think you're right that it, it was left. It, something is left, like I, I guess because uh, Scarlett Johansson's not involved in any of this. Yeah, like I think that's why I said like it's probably like so, this moment would have been better served in the Black Widow movie. Would have made that movie better. Um, like he's it's not nice. in that movie though. Well, that's that. I think that's a problem too with that movie is that he's not in it um you know like like he's a super important character to to natasha it's a prequel 
everything that happens to her in Endgame, like everything with that movie, I just got like you know, and that's how we get introduced to Elena. And I just think with her, like this whole scene, like it's good. I enjoy it. I think it was a great scene, but like it, it, it I don't know. There was that there was a scene in an earlier episode where he was telling Kate Bishop the story about how he was sent on a mission. Like there was he was yes. there, she was like, "What's the best shot you you uh, ever took?" He's like, "The one I didn't," which was where, in Black Widow. So yeah. so so Shield assigned him to like kill her, right? Yes, because she went because she went rogue at one point. Or she was bad. She was just working for the Russians or the KGB or yeah, that, yeah. that creepy guy that she kills at the end of Black Widow movie, right? right. But uh, but then he sees that oh she's her heart's not really in this. She's not a bad person, so he opts to uh, to you know save her and spare her, and then she you know she turns good, right? So um, I don't know what what does Kate learn from that lesson? Like, or she had that lesson yet? You know, did like did. Did she have her Black Widow moment? I think it was the you know selling her mom down the river. I think uh, <laughs> it was the best shot you ever took when I when I called the police on my mom. <laughs> I told them that she murdered this guy Armand the third. I think I think that is literally it. Like I and um, I, I think she'll be back with a vengeance. But um, I, I think yeah, like when it was the opposite. Like, you know, like she took the shot that she felt like she needed to take against her mom because her mom was um, guilty of murder. Uh, but even though she didn't really have any proof, did she have proof? Uh, her mother confessing. Right. Her, she like that, like the whole conversation she has with, with Kingpin, she's like, I killed him and then right. framed so-and-so. Right. So she right. kind of like, recorded. Right. And she has it recorded. Yes. Right. Yes. And, she, and she, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, but the, but the why of it doesn't make sense because if you look at that first episode, they're arguing about something, right? right? Like you know, and she's like, she's like, did he just threaten you? And she goes, I have no idea. Uh, and then okay. you know, she kills him a couple hours later. Yeah, and again, like they never explain it, and it's like it would have been good had they done a, a, a few I scenes. Could, I feel like one this this show could have used one more episode. To kind of do a little if, bit more. If the episode focused on like the swordsman, the Eleanor, the uh, Armand, uh, like that, a kingpin, like if they had focused on that aspect of the story and like the, the stupid sweatpant mafia people, um, you know, had they focused on those that crew, I think that would have been a good episode, but they, they didn't do that here. Right. Yeah. So like, I think that's my only like, like major kind of thing I'm left unsatisfied with is just like, I'm like, what was going on with these interesting characters that like sort of got yada yada here at the end? Because look, look, Kingpin's here. Right. And you don't forget about everything else we've been setting up largely other than, you know, the two Hawkeyes are working together that he's going to get home for Christmas. Uh, Black Widow's here too. uh, And that's going to get resolved. And and ultimately, you know, he he gets back to the farm. How far is that? Where is that farm? I don't know. They never say where. I'm guessing New Hampshire. Okay, (laughs) East Coast. I think snow. I'm thinking New Hampshire because that's where they, you know, Walter White went. You know, like it just it just seems like the middle of nowhere. Nobody's gonna find you there. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not even not even Shield when they were like remember in Age of Ultron when they were all like kind of gone rogue, right? And they had to like hide out there. So like not even they couldn't even find Captain America and the Hulk, you know, right. wherever this was. Right. Um, what was up with that watch? We never find out what's up with the watch. 
Yeah, I don't get why does she have a shield watch? Was she in she, shield? She was clearly in shield. Right. But was she was she so an what? Agent? I guess. Was she an agent? Who is she? And like why and why did they did allude to it in this show where she started speaking Russian to him? German. Is it oh it's German. So maybe yeah. she's a G- German agent, or maybe he saved her or something, and then she became an agent or something. I don't know. It's very unclear. They don't explain it. I don't know why. Why not? Why not? Is, what, 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 why was that watch so important? It seems like an anniversary watch, right? Like, is that what it seems like to you? No, I thought it was like some kind of cool, like, shield tech. Okay, I'm going to just pause it on it. It's a rose gold Rolex. This one. It seems important to her. It says Oyster. It says, yeah, date officially certified. I mean, it looks like a nice watch. I mean, it's a nice Rolex. Sure. But like, why would that get at a black market auction? Right. You know, they're like, we found this in the rubble of the Avengers complex. I just want to see what it says. And then it says on it, 19. Agent 19. Is that what she is? You think agent 19? Yeah. But what does that mean? And what number would be like Hawkeye? What number would, this is why we need Jamil here. Cause he knows more about shield stuff than we do. He does. He watched that stupid show right. uh, <laughs> that nobody watched except him. And he thinks it's canon, but nobody else does. Right. Um, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I want to know more about Linda Cardellini and why she's, you know, like important. I think I think we're very likely to get that uh, again. Um, are we Are we really going to see like Jeremy Renner play Clint Martin a lot more? Like, like he's um, is he going to get a second season? Maybe you think? Where I think more... we're going to get another season of the show. I'm, I I think that these two working together. I think it's it's. It, I think it was well received. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we liked it. You know, I I. Like, I think that these Marvel shows are all good. I don't think any of them are bad. It's just, you know, some are better than others. And I think that, you know, like we had said, like, well, it wasn't quite as good for you as like Loki and WandaVision were, but it was, it was good. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like the weird stuff more, you know, but some people like the more straightforward action movie stuff, you know, uh, I like it because it would have the whole Christmas thing. And I, I liked certain things about it quite a bit. Uh, but at the same time, for me, like the the big scope of a Loki is what I really, really, really dig. Uh, uh, to me, uh, WandaVision was more of like a, a a very focused two character, maybe three character case study of a show. You know, yeah, I felt like WandaVision is largely about grief. And there's also sort of this like um, this ode to classic TV and sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, things. And then Falcon, and the Winter Soldier is largely for me about it's a lot about like race relations in the States. It's a lot about like sort of, you know, uh, what does it mean to be American? What does it mean to be a black Captain America? I think that show is, is, is a that's large... exactly what that show's about. And that's a, that's not for everybody. Like, I really dislike the what's his face character the the oh the old captain america guy the 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 new captain america guy that is captain america at the beginning or whatever and he's isn't he i think he's he's some famous person's son but he is awful he is so bad like not that he plays it bad it's just his character is nauseatingly terrible 
And he's all angry, right? Because he got locked, like locked up for fifty years or something. Yeah, and he's I he is kind of bad too. Like just like the, it's so overacted, and it's just like I don't know. Just I don't like it. Like I just don't enjoy watching it. Uh, that's I, how I, 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 I for me it was like a one and done, and I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dwell on it for for long. But yeah, like. Um, What's his name? I'm about to look it up. But uh, yeah, and then and then Loki was just so much fun. Loki was like kind of like Doctor Who for me. Like it was kind of like this crazy time travel story with like kind of like this fun motif. It felt very different than anything else, you know, um, and was sort of outside of the prime universe and had all like this flexibility to do all kinds of fun, weird, wacky stuff that you never could uh, with something like this. Right. Uh, and then, you know, like, I think the, the choice, like to finally give Hawkeye and Black Widow in 2021, like something for the for themselves as like of those six Avengers, they were like the only two that never got their own thing. Right. Of those like of the original. The Hulk, the Hulk really hasn't had his own movie since the Edward Norton. But that's largely because Hulk doesn't work, I think, as a solo character. Um you know, and I think he works better as a team guy. I think we're going to see how, how She-Hulk plays out as well because he's going to be involved in that. But do you think it was like the right move to give Hawkeye this, right? Give him this series versus a movie to do, you know, and then to give uh, conversely like Black Widow her own movie, like instead of a series? Well, because Black Widow was dead, they needed to do it in a movie. I think it would have been way better had they done a Black Widow and Hawkeye show. And, well, you know... What they talked about for years was like, you know, they always reference it like well, back in Budapest. I have my I have read in my my ledger since Budapest. And he says you know, they keep referencing it over and over again. I'm like, All right, why don't they do that prequel? They should have done that, though, like years ago, like when they were still like young, like when Scarlett Johansson and Jamie Miranda were still young and they could have done like a prequel stuff like they kind of did with like during the, the the days of Captain Marvel, you know, in the 90s and stuff like they could have done some cool stuff, I think. But now it's too late. Like it's just I can de-age them. They got the technology. They can de-age them, but like the, all the stunts they do. And question is if you could get Scarlett Johansson to come back after she's sued in Disney. I well, they aren't they happy she's dead? You know, like <laughs> I think they're, yeah. they're kind of glad to be like, okay, they're moving on. Yeah, um, yelling, yelling us to do Black Widow. Okay, good, good to go. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, like, uh, let's get into ratings. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I think we have to give up on Jamil at this point. An hour and a half in. Uh, he was the one who wanted to do this. He was like, "What are we going to talk about?" Black uh, the show. Who was? He said, Jeremy Jamil, last night. Oh, Jamil, yeah, I know. Where He's like, "What are we doing the Black Widow podcast?" We're like, "How about tomorrow?" He's like, "Great." He's not here. All right. He never even answered, did he? No, I don't know. He must have something happened. Okay, so uh, I am giving. So I. What do I want to give this? I'm going to give this eight and a half. I think this is was solid. What would your rating be? My rating of what the show, the series, yeah, the whole show. Okay, let me see what else I gave. Uh, yeah, I'd give it about an eight and a half. I'd say that's fair. Versus, you gave Black Widow a five and a half. <laughs> Black Widow was terrible. I was, was not kinda, a fan. Yeah, I was not a fan, fan of that movie. Like, I, I mean, that movie overall was really messy and not good. But as you can also see, I know you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, but we we liked that a lot. Okay, well that's yeah, that's good. 
I figured it's good. I'm gonna go see it. Uh, I'm off next couple of weeks from now for you know, so I'm probably gonna go see. I it. recommend it. It's it's solid. Um, and so that that's the rating for Hawkeye. And so looking ahead into, I don't know what comes after this. What is the next MCU thing? This is where Jamil would normally come in. Um, I believe that. Oh, it's um, it's uh, Doctor Strange, isn't it? Or is it? Is it Doctor Strange? I guess. Um, MCU 2022. Phase four. Okay, so we are going to be getting Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I believe that is the, the most immediate next thing. Um, we are also getting a Moon Knight show, Jeff. Who's Moon Knight? Well, he's kind of... I don't know a ton about Moon Knight, really. I know Oscar Isaac's going to play him. Oh, really? He's, yeah, he's got some um, some funny memes and different things. Um, and yeah, so Oscar, yeah, so we got Moon Knight coming in 2022. We also have Thor: Love and Thunder, which is going to be the next Thor movie. I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be good. Moon Knight, the son of a rabbi, Mark Spector, is a former Marine and CIA operative who becomes a mercenary. It sounds like the Punisher. Despite his conflicted feelings about violence and morality, during a job in the Sudan, he is appalled by ruthless fellow mercenary Raul Bushman. I guess that's the bad guy. Bushman then attacks and kills archaeological uh, archaeologist archeologi uh, <laughs> Dr. Alderlane. Okay, so... It's kind of like a seems like it's a bit like um it's Jason Bourne meets Indiana Jones. That's yeah, this here's my favorite thing ever about uh Moon Knight. There's like this meme here. I don't know if you can see it, but he um he go it's just like him walking down the I don't know why he's going to see Dracula. Because, <laughs> I know you're here, Dracula, you big fucking nerd. Where's my fucking money? <laughs> and then he's like shows up. And they're like, they're trying to get something on the Avengers here. They're going, it's this Moon Knight. Where's my goddamn money? And he goes, no one here knows what you're, what you're talking about, you drunk, crazy asshole. Dracula isn't even in the Avengers. And he's like, what? Dracula isn't in the Avengers? That lying fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> I need I need that in, in, a, in a Moon Knight show. Does Moon Knight have anything to do with vampires? I think so. I think he fights vampires. Oh, so is, 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 is he going to like... Is Blade I think, I think he'd be, be crossing in with Blade or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, I could. They're that. they're they're gonna do a nice way to bring Blade in, and that's probably going to be their way. And they teased vampires in Eternals too, right? It was where um, that the Indian guy he was like, "This buddy thought I was a vampire." Ha ha ha! I know I'm. They're not Eternals. just good, yeah, but they're not just gonna do, um, like a Blade movie. Like you know, they're gonna they're gonna set it up like, and then do Blade. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know exactly when Blade is coming out. Like they, they already kind of did. They already did it though in in Eternals, right at the end credit scene. The they teased it, yeah, but it's not even like it's not even of the of the next few things to come out. Like it's not even there yet. Um, I don't even know if they've even started principal photography on it. Uh, also, this year we're getting Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, uh, I, I I hope it's good. I mean. I don't. Who's Black Panther now? Well, I think that's the question we're all wondering: Is how are you going to continue this without is it Chadwick Boseman? Is it going to be Shuri? Like, is she going to? Apparently it? not. Uh, Jamil was saying that uh, she's a bit controversial, the actor, because she's an anti-vaxer. And uh, oh, really? 
you know, not going over well. Um, and uh, I was saying that the the girlfriend, uh, the whoever, whose love interest from the first movie, would make a good Black Panther as well. Um, or they could give it to uh, the what's his name, the, the Killmonger. No, no, the big guy, the big guy from like the the Archer. Oh, movie. that'd be kind of cool. A jacked Black Panther. That'd yeah, just like that that giant Black Panther who, uh, you know, with the, you know the guy with the sense of humor, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so they're doing that, and then I guess She Hulk is the other show, and Secret Invasion coming out this year. And what's Secret Invasion? Is that that's what the scrolls that that I'm a hundred percent on board. I love the scrolls. Scrolls are like one of my favorite. I don't even like the Captain Marvel movie other than the scrolls stuff. Right, like, so we'll get more of that. I think we'll get more Nick Fury, and like they they did a bit of that in Spider Man, uh, Far From Home. Uh, they yep. kind of teased that stuff. So we're gonna give me more of that stuff. I think in uh, in 2022, like so. So that's 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 the goal here. Is we're gonna every time they have a new installment in a year, there's only like a handful of them. Like it shouldn't be. It's, we we can we can talk about them and rate them and keep going. And you know maybe one day we'll go back and watch some of the original, the, the classic MCU stuff like Iron Man and whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be busy for a while. So look, I guess Doctor Strange is immediately our next thing, which I am excited about. I think there's gonna be a lot going on. Oh, that's gonna be a cool movie. Yeah, like Doctor Strange is. I mean, I didn't see the Spider Man yet, but he is such a good character to do so much stuff. They they can do so much with him. They have you seen the trailer? Travel. Oh yeah, they can do so much cool stuff. And, so, and then you bring um, Wanda into that too, and it's just you you can have so much fun with just like kind of like with the Flash, like in the DC, which they never do. Um, they can do so much fun t- um, storytelling tropes and devices they, like, they did you, do it like i know the cw show is not your favorite but they did some they did a couple episodes that were fun oh stuff. yeah well, you know, but, blind but largely blind the show every now and it's, again it's fallen off you know, yeah no yeah. for sure i get that okay well we're gonna sign off uh for tonight thanks for uh watching listening whatever you might be doing make sure to subscribe like share all those things check out our channel so here on super Mater brothers podcasting we talk about all kinds of movie stuff not just marvel we talk about uh, a lot of reality shows in fact in most not- most recently we talked about survivor season 41 uh uh you can check that out we covered every episode of that show also uh we do big brother uh we did the american season 23 and the canadian season uh some time ago uh big brother celebrity coming up in february uh, season three of big brother celebrity still waiting to see who's gonna be announced for that cast and then um and then we also have talked about things like tiger king and the serpent and the beatles we had talked about the beatles get back um uh documentary series that was on disney plus you can check out that those podcasts in our playlists uh plus you should check out our other channel called live long and podcast a star trek theme channel where we talk about star trek new and old all the time right now we have uh monday nights we have an ongoing podcast where we talk about episodes of star trek enterprise uh the one that features uh scott bakula as jonathan archer uh so we're just we're just getting that one going we're in like the sixth or seventh episode now so you can want to watch those shows and and hear our reactions long do so uh that we have a same thing on tuesday nights we have a, a similar podcast for star trek deep space nine we call it deep space nine at nine ish uh where we've been watching all those episodes for quite a while now uh since pretty much since the beginning of the pandemic 
Um, and so we're we're just wrapping up season four now, and we're going to get through all seven seasons of, uh, of of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine one episode at a time. So check that out. Plus, we talk about the new shows as they as they happen. We react to them and rate them. Uh, so we've been doing Star Trek Discovery. That's been ongoing. Star Trek Prodigy is coming back this Thursday. We'll be talking about a new episode uh, this Thursday night as they're coming back to continue their first season. Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks was uh, earlier this year, and then Star Trek Picard coming up in a month. So we'll be talking all those different star trek properties plus we have our thing called star trek radio theater where we kind of do reenactments of the star trek show um uh most recently we did star trek first contact uh where we all played the different roles uh kind of just doing like a radio play so check those out in our in our uh, live long and podcast we also have trivial debates a monthly show where we argue about movies tv sports and a game show format there's always a host there's three contestants we say you know what's the best action movie go and then everyone gives like their 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 um their, their opinions and then somebody gets a point so uh you can check out our most recent episode it was a christmas themed one we did on december 27th with max hosting my son eamon and adam and davin competing um and we're gonna have uh, our cousin davin he's from locutors of trek uh he's uh doing his own star trek podcast plus x-men podcasts uh x-men the animated series as he's been coming over there on his channels so check that out davin's gonna be hosting um in uh in, in just over or just under a month's time and uh, I think that's everything. Um, anyway, so I could do this all day, Jeff. Maybe we should leave with that. That's a great line to end on. All right. Have a good one, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Uh, just we we'll, we'll just want to talk. All right. I could do this all day. Oh, thank you.